Episode 16 is live. I didn't tell anyone I was starting. I also apparently didn't have a problem. Absolute savage. Because apparently I show up late to this all the time or something. My thing. <laughs> we said 8.15 was the revised time. It's 8.13. We started two minutes early. Anyway. I didn't get that message. I, I, didn't get that message. Yeah, I, I told Deontay two minutes before and he was like, no, you're going to have to wait a minute. Anyways. So Deontay's back. What else is new? We got Hartley back finally. Mm. And my British Canadian friend, Yestin Harris, is back. He has risen. <laughs> He's not coming home, but we're not talking about that. Go Italy. We're talking about Excuse the NBA Finals. Me? So game no, one no, was no, last no. night. <laughs> this is not Forza Italia. It's, it's not what's happening. I'm Italian. Dante probably likes Italian food. Hartley's from Lake Philadelphia. They got Rocky. He was Italian. That's three versus one. Mm, mm, All right. Yeah. Cool. That is an even fight, huh? I've been saying it for too long now, but I just can't stop. Valley is rallied. <laughs> Phoenix is going to win in four. Chris Paul keeps turning back the clock. Giannis is playing on one leg. Everyone thinks Chris Middleton's the most important player. I can't say that they're wrong. Who wants to go first? I mean, I'd love to get into it, shake the rust off a little bit here. Um, yeah, Giannis is playing on one leg, but he's still Giannis Antetokounmpo, and he still dominates the paint. He still does everything he usually does. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to deny Middleton might be the most important man for the Bucks in this series. I mean, looking at the performance he put up on uh, game one there, you know, I mean, he, uh, he led the Bucks in points, you know, been a pretty efficient five of twelve from shooting, you know, it's uh, for, for, from distance rather. That's not bad at all. He uh, couldn't get to the line, but he, you know, he he got some assists. He facilitated the offense a little bit, and he did a damn good job. I uh, I'd love to I'd love to root for the Bucks here, but how can you root against these Phoenix Suns? I mean, everybody who is anybody wants Chris Paul to get a ring. And you know, some people are saying, "Oh, well, they had it so easy. How? No, they didn't have it easier than any other any, than any other finals contender that ran to the finals." I mean, come on, you're gonna tell me that any 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 finals contenders, you know, who got all the way to the end had a easier or tougher route than this team? This is exactly the same as as before. They swept the MVP. They took LeBron out in the first round. You know, you can say that they didn't have to stave off Kawhi Leonard, but they still beat the Clippers, who were a very good side. And um, they deserve to be here, and they deserve to be winning these games. And uh, I'm kind of tired of hearing otherwise. Yeah, so I'm really happy to see Phoenix, you know, are where they are. Um, to say Middleton is the most important player, um, I can't agree with that because at the end of the day, I've, usually nine times out of ten, your best player is your most important player. And I think Giannis is more important than Middleton. I honestly think Drew Holiday is more important than Middleton because, you know, Drew Holiday, he's usually responsible for guarding the, you know, the other team's point guard and their ball handler. Um, and seeing what was done yesterday with just all the amount of switching and stuff they were doing, he was kind of not useless on, on defense, but they really didn't use him to the best of his ability. And, We've seen when Giannis has been in the game, Drew Holiday on offense is nothing. So I feel like if he starts to, you know, gain his strides, then the Bucks have a chance. But 
with the combination of him being terrible and Giannis playing on one leg and just bad coaching on their end. If that continues, they have zero chance. Yeah, I have to say that Giannis is obviously the most important player in this entire series. I mean, getting 11 shots, injury or not, getting 11 shots from your best player is not ideal. And the fact that this is only a 13-point loss means that the Bucks do have a chance in general. I mean, it wasn't a blowout. So, obviously, they can make some minor adjustments and still be right back in the series. But I think that biggest one is having Giannis be more aggressive. I understand, you know, he's hurt. But this is the finals. you got to lay it all out. Yeah, Giannis was the only Bucks starter with a positive plus-minus on the match. And uh, it was plus one. I mean, Middleton was out there for 45 minutes, you know, putting up more shots than anybody. Um, he, he did look a lot, look like their best player, um, but he played 10 minutes more than Giannis and outscored him by nine points on well over double the shot attempts. He wasn't nearly as efficient. Giannis is still Giannis. He just needs to shake the cobwebs off and, you know, drive into the paint, you know, do everything that he does all year round with consistency in this series. Um, I fully expect to see him get better over time, but can they afford to wait for him to get back to the player he usually is, or is, is it too late for them in this series already after one game? I'm actually surprised. I was the only one that thought Chris Middleton's the most important player for Milwaukee. He's well, like most important like, player. Okay, Giannis is just a bowling ball, and the rim is just his pins. And sometimes this dude just chucks up gutter balls seven frames out of ten. I don't really want that. He's only playing on one leg. Chris Middleton, yeah, he doesn't make all of his shots, but at least he makes some of them. Drew Holiday, it, you never know which one you're going to get with them. P.J. Tucker, I mean, I don't know why I brought him up, but, like, he's just there. He's just going to, like, annoy – I can't even say he's going to annoy DeAndre Ayton. He, DeAndre Ayton looks like P.J. Tucker's dad, just like giving him money for all these shoes and whatnot. But I, Chris Middleton is really the key that drives this metaphorical Milwaukee Maserati <laughs> alliteration. Um, but yeah, Giannis just needs to like be efficient. Giannis, okay. The Bucks need like Middleton to be a better version of Brandon Ingram and Giannis needs to be Zion Williamson. What do I mean by that? I want Giannis to only shoot like four inches away from the rim and just not get in the shooter's way. I want Chris Middleton to handle this load. And yeah, you know, if they come up yes. short, it'll be Giannis's fault, but at least, you know, you gave it your best effort. I mean, he I only mean shot two threes. I mean, but but how how many of them did he make? One. That's fifty percent. That's a great shooting night. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. That's uh, that's a, I mean, for, for a player like Giannis, that's a great night. I mean, you can't read. He's never been a three point threat. Um, he just, he needs to be putting. Stephen's right. He needs to be putting in those volume shots right under the basket. You know, driving into the paint and. He needs to honestly, if he tightened up his free throw shooting a little bit, then this driving into the paint would be a lot more worthwhile but when you hit seven of 12 and you know you you shoot um double the attempts of anybody in the game not named Devin Booker then you need to be making them 
these are the kind of shots that you got to make as a professional in this league. No matter who you are, no matter what position you play, you need to be a good free throw shooter. There's no excuse. Um, and uh, he does. You know, he needs to drive into the paint consistently more. He does need to be shooting from four inches away from the basket. And the thing about Giannis is that he draws enough co- draws enough coverage inside because that's where you have to defend with him. That he opens up men on the uh, men on the men on the three point line. He's got he's got enough consist somewhat consistent shooters on this team to you know play them open. Just continue to do that. I mean, it's uh, one of the one of the things that's made the Bucks a real threat all year long. You know, it's the reason that they were so highly seeded in the East is because they dominate the paint on both ends. And the fact that they excel in those areas opens up the rest of the court. You know, they got, they draw men inside and now they're open outside. It's, you know, the most basic fundamental basketball. That's what the Bucks have done for the last couple of years now. It's just everything that you would have loved to see on a team in the seventies. And um, they, they're applying it well to the modern era, but they seem to lack that it factor that's going to stop the Suns from consistently scoring on them anyway. It's uh, they, 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 they're playing an extremely efficient scoring team and they just can't seem to stop both them shooting from range and or them shooting inside. I mean, you, you go one or the other with a team like the Bucks, and they continue to dominate the paint. That's great, but now they're leaving the Suns open to shoot from deep, and they're one of the best, they're, I think, seventh best in the NBA this season, scoring from distance. And they've got, you know, Booker's now finally at that, that, at that point where he's starting to get those superstar calls, and frankly, he deserves to be getting them. But um, you can't play the same kind of defense you would against star players like him and like Chris Paul that you would other players. So find a solution and stick to it, because if you don't, then you're going to be dead in the water in four or five games. Well, I, I think that that it factor that the Bucks lack is common sense because mm-hmm. because you've seen Chris Paul was able to do that same move consistently, just, you know, get into that mid-range area, get into his right and, you know, elevating like that's that's his move. And yet still they can't stop it. And like I, and also with Giannis being hurt him. We could say he can just, you know, drive to the lane and just, you know, be aggressive at the same time, you have to have to think, where's his mindset at? I mean, you saw, we all saw the way his knee bent. And it's like, you know, is he really truly healthy and, you know, where he needs to be to be able to do things like that? And once again, even with him, you know, being where he's at health-wise, he still played a pretty solid game. I just truly feel like it, with Drew Holiday not really being where we expected him or we think he should be, that's another really huge factor because we all know Giannis struggles from the free throw line. That's to be expected. He does a lot of other things great. Drew Holiday, he's a great defender, but when they're putting putting him in these, you know, pick and rolls and he switches, he's, you know, he's going to the, you know, the non-ball handler. And once again, him on offense is just terrible. So I feel like if he steps up, then the Bucks can definitely come back and win this. But if it stays the same, it's going to be over quickly. Yeah, to build off of that, Drew Holiday is probably the player that deserves the most scrutiny from that performance. I mean, didn't make a three-pointer, 4-14. And Brooke Lopez as well, honestly. I mean, he let DeAndre in just run all over him. But, I mean, this happened like four or five times where Aiden would send, like, Aiden would set a half-ass pick and they just switch automatically. Like, I, like I, I don't understand, especially in the finals where 
you're not seeing that same aggressiveness that you should because it's the championship. But instead, they just switch and allow Chris Paul to have all these mismatches where he can put the ball where he wants, either passing it or shooting it. And, you know, they're just kind of letting him run his game. I feel like there's not really any sort of sense of urgency to make him feel uncomfortable because if he's in the groove, then he's going to make everybody else in the groove. That's just how incredible of a player he is. Does Dario Saric tearing his ACL affect this series at all? No. Made me so sad. Um, he's he's no. one of the feds. There. I mean, you know, he gives up a little bit, a little bit of depth with his loss, but uh, I, I think that, you know, he was about as efficient as in his two minutes of time in these series as he was going to be in the rest of it. It's he's not that significant of a of a player for the Suns. Um, Jalen, they would have breakout party. <laughs> no, this, no, no. This is we're getting Frank Kaminsky the third of a, a, a max contract after this series. That's what we're getting. Oh, mm. man. Come on, 2015 draft, not looking too bad. About to have a champion in top 10. On Wisco, shout out Preston. <laughs> Sam Decker, remember him? He's going to be so good. So good. Says who? Said who? I mean, I don't know. I was, I was, I was 16 in 2015. Everybody was like, Sam, Duck, Sam Decker's the next LBJ. That's what I heard. Maybe in my old age, my memory's gone a little bit, but I remember. Sounds like something a Knicks fan would say. All right, actually, you know what? I was going to bring this up at the end, but um, Devin Booker is, he's got his book water bottle, which I don't know why everyone's making such a big deal about. We've all written our name on a water bottle before, but um, he and Kendall Jenner, have worked that little nose of his back to what seems to be full strength. He doesn't really need the mask. And Kendall Jenner is going to break the Kardashian-Jenner curse in sports. So, R.J. Barrett, Zach Wilson, uh, who do we got in the Mets? Noah DeGrom's married. Pete Alonzo. No, he's got a girlfriend. Uh, anyone on the Mets that's single? Kim Kardashian's single. She's just, like, eating pasta and stuff all over the world. So just like Mary Hurd, my dream. Like, let's get a let's get a ring back to New York. <laughs> I mean, well, has, has thanks, the, Kendall. Hasn't the Kardashian slash uh, Jenner curse been broken when Tristan Thompson won that ring? Oh shoot! You know what? That stakes too. Chloe's my favorite one, and I totally forgot his, about her. But then it's like his personal life fell apart. So I mean, yeah, but they still got the chip. Cleveland, this yeah, is but I mean, he's also like, just a bum. Like, <laughs> I really forgot about that shoot. She had that mm. really cool snakeskin 13. Like, Tristan Thompson is like the Kyle Kuzma now. Like the guy that got the ring that like everyone hates and didn't deserve it. Mm. No. Okay. I, yeah. I, it's like I, a little I, different. Kuzma yeah. was like, oh, wow. You know, four-year senior at Utah or whatever. And then he's like, oh, wow. He's really good. We're not trading him for anything. And then it's like, oh, we don't really want him to get a ring. Let's trade him. Tristan Thompson was like the first pick. And then it was like, oh, wow, like he lucked into the And has he even touched the expectations of where he was drafted? I'd imagine at some point all first-round picks are going to be, you know, depth players on the Boston Celtics. (laughs) Well, that's the dream, isn't it? You come to Boston, you don't win a ring there, and then you get, like, traded for Al Horford again. 
That's, yeah, that's, 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 that's the dream of every first round pick. I'm sure, you know, if you told me, hey, Yeston, you can be a first round pick in the NBA. I would say one, why? Second of all, <laughs> you know, great. I get to be a backup for the Celtics. That's that's what I want to be. That's where I want to be with my life. Where else would I rather be? I could, you know, I could be a champ, sure. But, you know, I don't get to eat clam chowder if I'm the champ. Wait, did Lamar Odom win a ring when he was with Chloe too? No. They started dating in 2009. Yeah, oh. they got married. Huh. Well, she's probably single, so RJ, like, hit up Chloe. <laughs> she was already Anything my favorite get. anyways. Sounds, sounds I, like sounds like sounds like the the uh the key is is uh, Chloe. Is, uh, I can yeah, tell I you that that experiment like has been tried wanna, firsthand. Uh, you don't want to be you don't want to be begging the uh, Kardashians and Jenna's if that's how you want to get a ring. Mm-mm, nope, I'm not begging. I'm only asking Chloe very nicely. <laughs> date RJ Barrett for like a year. Mm. Oh, of course, yeah. I could tell you the experiment of has been tried firsthand with our little boy Ben Simmons and <laughs> You know what he's fucking doing now? Just sitting on his ass. Call Duty my way for work. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's because uh, I'm surprised he ever got. He was the number one ever got with them in the first place when he can't shoot his shot on a court, let alone elsewhere. Like, what? What does he expect? I've seen all the memes saying he he can't make a three on the court, but he can score a a, a ten on the streets. <laughs> Wait, do the Kardashians are they like gold diggers? Did I mean, date, like bat- I mean, Chris Humphreys was kind of cheeks, but like Reggie Bush was pretty good. Uh, ben Simmons, I mean, he went number one. Tristan uh, Thompson went number one. Miles Every- Austin, when he had that little run he had with Dallas, that was a thing. Mm, yeah, yeah. I felt like as soon as you get popular, I mean, it's less about it's less about dating the person with the most money and more about dating the person who's the most visibility because they're marketing geniuses. I mean, nobody you know, they could spin that into three TV shows and a movie. Yeah, so I gotta just tell RJ Barrett to get more famous, Stephen. Just tell him to get hey, more famous. Hey, hey, hey! And there you go. Tell him to get it's, better. It, get, it, yeah, tell whoa, him to go to whoa, a real whoa, basketball whoa, city, whoa, and there you go. Whoa, whoa. okay. One, <laughs> cool England made it to the Euro twenty twenty final in twenty twenty one. Two, it's not his fault your team didn't make the Olympics. Three, RJ Barrett is plenty, plenty popular enough. You remember when he had that headband on before the pandemic? Yeah, popular headband where? row. Popular where? Everywhere, in New- in New York alone does not count. Yeah, no. I live in New Jersey. Not. Big difference. Oh right, just like the Jets and the Giants. Zach Wilson's mom's kind of bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for just you know who else? Obi Toppin. Why? Wh- His mom. Why? Why did wait? Wait? Why did? Why did that have to be shared? <laughs> What, what what point are you what point are you trying to prove that Zach Wilson's mom <laughs> is a quote unquote baddie? I never I said kind of bad. I, I, I mean, okay. why? But that's why know. you draft a, a, like, a young like you're just adding on the right? list that's of things that you say that why do, like why do they need to be said? <laughs> that's oh, a good point. Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah, I feel like you're going to mom. I feel like we've gotten so far off at this point. <laughs> uh, so, like, how many games are the Bucks really going to win? At I had them winning two. Um, if you go to thesportswave.net, 
you know, plugging plugging the website here. Um, Julian Alcarez, who you may know, Wavebanks fans, and myself, who you may know, Wavebanks fans. Um, we, we, we've been covering the uh, playoffs pretty well. Um, I've been taking the Eastern Conference, he's been taking the Western Conference, and um, the two of us both agree in our predictions for the series that the Suns are coming up in six, but in order for Giannis and the Bucks to even make it that far, they're going to need to figure, figure it out, because they look like they look dead in the water by the end of the third quarter. Oh, shit, that rhymed. Um, that's embarrassing. Uh, yeah, they looked dead in the water um, before the match was over, and they, they just ha- they didn't really have any spark left in them. And um, it's it, maybe it's just Giannis's health that they have to worry about, but they didn't look like they had an answer for Booker, for Paul, for Aiton even. I mean, if you can't stop DeAndre Aiton... What are you doing? You're the best defensive team in the league, supposedly. You're on the highest pace in the NBA. What are you? Well, it's just nonsensical. Well, before this series, I remember I was talking to somebody. I said, I actually said Bucks and five because I, I, you can you can tell me Bucks and five, you can tell me Suns and five, and I will not disagree with you because the like I said, the Bucks have all the athletic ability, the talent to win in five. Like there's, there's nobody on that team who can truly stop Middleton when Middleton wants to be good. There's nobody I can stop Giannis, you know, and all, all you need is halfway decent play from everybody else. So it's like, it's, it's there. But then again, you, I don't expect common sense to come from the, um from, from the Bucks and, the Suns are kind of this underdog type of, they give me this underdog type of vibe. So I, I can see them just doing what they did last night three more times. It's, it's, I don't know. I, I, I can say two. I can say the Bucks can win this. I, I actually have zero idea what they can do. See, I, I think you make you make some good points there. I mean, the Bucks they do have all of the tools at their disposal to be any team in the NBA, and if they just do, if they do exactly what you would expect them to do every evening, they are arguably a top three team in this league. Um, but they just have no sense of consistency. You know, they can't um, make adjustments mid mid game. You know, it seems like they need to figure out and figure out early and then stick to it. But all it seemed they had to do was wait for someone to come off the bench because only four guys for the Bucks got bench minutes, um, and uh, the only only four people got bench minutes. Everybody else was playing pretty much all game. Um, they, they don't have any depth to work with that actually stands a chance against the Suns' scoring output with some consistency, unless they do exactly what they're expected to do consistently, cons- consistently. And um, they just don't seem capable. They just—it looks like they—they're doing exactly what they did against the Heat last year, which is coming out, you know, letting um, the opposition change their lineup one time and immediately falling flat on their face because of it. It's like they did about twenty minutes of homework and then sent the team out there and said, "You know what? Have fun." That's what I do. <laughs> Hell, I'd go out there and have fun if I would pay, if you paid me like you paid them. But unfortunately, I, I don't think I think I would do just as good a job. Of the for some reason I could be way off with this, but the Bucks are reminding me of the Yankees and the Cowboys, where it's like they have a lot of talent 
and they they pay a lot of money, but when you expect them to do what you think they can do, they just simply don't do it. And I'm, I, I just don't, I don't, I just don't, don't get it with them. I, I never do. They have everything that you, that you would need, but they just don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. They're definitely creeping down that alleyway, but I think the Yankees and the Cowboys are on a much deeper level just because they missed the postseason, which they will probably this year. Same with the Cowboys. And, but you know, like the Bucks make the finals, like you have to give credit for that, but like, for the Yankees and the Cowboys, it's like they're well, making the finals kind of feels like the Bucks, you know, championship trophy. Like they made it here. They came out of an East that was pretty dominant. You know, they 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 made it past the team that beat the 76ers, if that's even a claim to fame. Um, you know, but they did take down the Nets, you know, or, or at least they took down one third of the Nets. You know, uh, it's just it's hard. This seems like it felt like them getting over the hump. When they, came, when they came out and swept the Heat, and it was pretty much the exact same Heat team that beat them last year, um, it felt like maybe they'd finally sorted it out. And when they came out and played the Nets, and they were playing them close when healthy, and they were beating them when they weren't healthy, um, that felt like they were doing something. And when they started to dominate Atlanta before Giannis got hurt, it felt like, hey, maybe they can compete. But this game has just demonstrated to us that the Bucks are never going to make it. They're never going to be there. There's always going to be an Achilles heel, always something they can't do, and it's going to get consistently found out. They're going to get consistently beaten by a team that figures them out, and it um, doesn't matter if they make it out of the East into the final. It doesn't, make it, it doesn't matter if they go out in the first round because they're just not going to do it. Sounds like to me you're almost saying this is a Mickey Mouse ring for the Suns. I am going to say the exact opposite. The Suns have earned every bit of this. Well, yeah, I agree with that, but it seems like you're but, saying that the East could have had a more formidable flow and a more confident one at that. I mean, it absolutely yeah. could have, but so, yeah. could, so, could, yeah. so could the West. But hey, out of every team that was good enough to beat another team, the Suns have beaten them. The Suns have beaten every team that was good enough to beat another team in the playoffs this series. They've beaten every team that was good enough to come out of the East this series. Yeah, sorry, sorry, this this postseason, you know, they've done it all. They, they, have, they have every right to be here, and if they win this ring, then they win this ring, you know? It's not like, uh, I, I'm never I'm never going to call something a Mickey Mouse ring. I could say, hey, you know, maybe it, maybe it lacks a little bit of merit, but, you know, the minute the minute you bring the legendary Mickey Mouse into it, I'm, I'm done. I feel like, I feel like I need a little more analysis. I could, you could, you could make, make the argument that the Suns had an easier path than other teams have had. But then you could also make an argument that, you know, beating um, one of the greatest players of all time in LeBron James is a good feat. You know, beating the MVP of, you know, the active MVP of that season, sweeping him, no less, is an incredible feat. Beating the Clippers, it's fine. Um, but <laughs> beating uh, beating the Bucks is still a great feat. I mean, Giannis has two MVPs and a defensive player of the year in recent history. He's largely healthy. He wouldn't have been he wouldn't have been active if they didn't feel confident in him to play significant minutes without re-injuring himself. And they're going to deserve to win this series when it's all said and done. And when Chris Paul lifts that championship trophy, he's got about three days of people going, "Oh well, you know." You know, it, he didn't deserve it. They had an easy path. It was, you know, it's not a real ring. And then about four days into that, people are going to forget. 
then Chris Paul will have a championship ring and the Suns will be NBA champions. And this time next year, people were going, oh yeah, but I don't know if any, if, are they good enough to beat the Suns? I have no idea. It's irrelevant. The Suns deserve to be here. Chris Paul deserves a ring. And after a few days of people who don't watch basketball and don't understand what's going on saying, yeah, but does it really count? People will shut up. People will realize that it counts. And Chris Paul will go to the Hall of Fame with a nice shiny piece of jewelry on his hand and he deserves it. You know who does have a Mickey Mouse ring? Rings? Kevin Durant. <laughs> Made okay, one of the I, softest moves. Completely revise everything I just said. 100%. Those are Mickey Mouse rings. I don't care anymore. <laughs> My shit is worth fan. more valuable than those rings. <laughs> he can eat those. Mm, you just lovely. upset Kevin Durant's biggest fan. I mean, I no, I, mean, I, I, I love Kevin Durant. I just fucking yeah. hate that he walked to a team that went 73 and nine and just committed legal robbery of the NBA and just walked away with two rings. Yeah, I you kind of wonder why Silva didn't intervene. Yeah, like, I'm like, I, said, I love Kevin Durant. I, I can't oh, disagree with any, I can't disagree with anything that you guys are saying. It, yeah, you can respect him as being an incredible basketball player, but simultaneously say that he's this might come across a little strong, kind of a coward, kind of um, afraid to take it on on his own, kind of uh, unwilling to put in the real effort that it takes to win a championship, and you know, kind of unwilling to put in put in the time to build a team that functions well together. You know, to be the star and be the voice. He's 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 more than happy to sit there and let somebody else take the heat and. You know, at the end of the day, he gets to go home, sit in a mansion, put his feet up, have a great time, and um, turn off Twitter. Well, at least on his main account. He tried to fuck a porn star. Yeah, I feel like ain't no like didn't have to go to Brooklyn for that. I feel like he could have done that on the West Coast. Like, come on now. <laughs> you want you you would have have done it, Ethan? Fuck no. You lying bastard. I'm, I'm, I'm engaged. I'm not. You know how many penises no have been in that hole? Fuck oh, man. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But when I bring up the Mormon's mom, I'm off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> On my own show. Yeah. I see how we. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. I'm Team Steven. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess since we're talking about that, Joey Chestnut won a yother, another mustard belt. You want to talk about that? Oh, I'd love to. Oh, my God. He's, he's the greatest of all time. Yeah, he, he really is. Oh I mean, like, God. weird that they don't do it on the Coney Island boardwalk anymore, but they do oh. it where the Cyclones play. But, I mean, like, hey, belt's a belt. Boy, got another strap. It's incredible. Not to be lost in all this, Badlands Booker what, winning that chugging contest with the lemonade, that's incredible. I, like... Uh, my, my like mouth always hurts after lemonade. I get like a sore throat for like three days. So I, I gotta like stay away from it. Why why are you looking at me like that? I'm just <laughs> I'm just calling it how I see it. He sees or a lemonade stand it. on the side of the road. But damn, now you made me want lemonade. Why would you do this to me? I don't have any lemonade. This is this is a cuss. He said he said the lemonade makes his throat hurt. It's, it's something yeah. in the sugar. It's spicy. Like, what like, do you want? <laughs> the lemonade spicy, Stephen? No. What kind of lemonade they got there in Canada? Good lemonade, man. Spicy lemonade? 
Well, yeah, you don't like a little cayenne pepper in your lemonade? No. A little bit of jalapeno juice and honey? Jalapeno juice? What the hell is going on in Canada? Good stuff, man. Get in yeah, you guys wonder why you need free health care. <laughs> hey, man. At least we... Oh, no, wait. No, I can't say that. <laughs> say nope. It. Say it. I was going to say, at least we got health care. God damn. I went to... I, you know, I got in an ambulance one time, and it didn't bankrupt me. That was fun. What in the world is going on? I just wanted to talk about some basketball <laughs> with the cast that we've had before, and we've had, you know, we've had some pretty good in-depth discussions about, about basketball. Women's moms, porn stars, lemonade, and and what the hell's and, going on here? And Joey Joey Chestnut, the eating seventy-four <laughs> hot dogs. What a what a guy! American icon, right there. Oh. So well, man, <laughs> that's the nonsense. face of the franchise of the United States of America, Joey Chestnut. Mm, a legend. <clears throat> yeah, this, this was a weird one. I mean, we got like a couple minutes left. Anything else we want to talk about in the sports world? I mean, nobody wants to talk to me about the Euros, so I'm going to let's go England. It's coming home. Um... <laughs> Dustin Poirier is beating Conor McGregor. Mm. Yeah, I think that too. Yeah, you're probably right. So what's what's um I saw that um what's it called? I don't follow hockey whatsoever, but uh I saw there was a point that the that the uh Canadians were down what three oh? Yeah, they were down three oh. They just scored um they finally they took their first lead of the series in game four in overtime. And uh that's just kind of crazy to me. Um but hey, at least they didn't get swept. I don't think a team's been swept in the NHL finals since '86. Like there's been zero sweeps since then, and that's kind of remarkable. Hockey is competitive, I guess. But uh, yeah, they're doing they're doing just fine. So, so are, are you a Sabres fan? You a Canadians fan? You a? Oh, I um I I actually took a poll um when I started decide when I decided I was going to start getting into hockey because I thought you know what I, I I root for a baseball team an American football team a basketball team a English football team a rugby team several international teams mm-hmm. and I'm you know a fan of the world champion of England's world champion Tippy Winks team so I'm heavily involved um but um I decided when I was going to get into hockey that I was going to take a poll from everybody who I met and there were a lot of hockey fans here in Canada um and I would uh, you know I'm a huge Buffalo Bills fan that's my primary team out here in the states you know this continent of north america and so a ton of people were telling me to be a Sabres fan be a Sabres fan and i said i came home and i said to my my current fiance i said to her hey it looks like people want me to be a Sabres fan and she said no and she shot me in both kneecaps and said you listen here we hate the Sabres here in toronto you're going to be a uh, you're going to be a toronto fan and you're going to like it and so i'm a toronto fan go leafs one concussion in eight years hey <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Bye. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I, I don't have a defense for that. <laughs> I, I'm just, what am I, I going to say? It's what just you, an all-time line. It's, it's, love is, love is alive. You just don't call me at the end of the pod like that. I mean, all right, fine. I'll do one of my patented, you know, perfect segues on Friday. I have an interview with Steve Mears play-by-play announcer for the Pittsburgh Penguins. It was a good conversation I had with him a little earlier. Um, so if you watch that one on YouTube or listen on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast and ear enjoyment, 
I'm gonna be wearing the same shirt. Yeah, I recorded three podcasts today and I wasn't sure if I should like change my shirt. I did them all within six hours, which is like a perfectly acceptable time to wear the same colored shirt. So we got about 60 seconds left. Is that okay that I did that? Authenticity, we love it. I think that is right, but I think you need to give me the opportunity to say that I did not concuss my fiance. (laughs) Somebody else concussed my fiance. I just saw it happen. (laughs) We were playing football. She made the game-winning touchdown and she got pushed through the end zone and onto some ice and she hit her head and it wasn't my fault. Although I did lead her into the contact and I'm a bad quarterback. So so essentially your fiance was Brandon Knight and you were Chris Paul throwing, throwing a lob, setting it all up. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was a great thing, except for the fact that she got concussed and that was not ideal. But she stayed in the game for the two-point conversion. Yeah, Clay shot his free throws too. We see how that worked out for him. Hasn't played since. <laughs> well, to be fair, neither is my fiance. I hope she remembers you. Um, I'm pretty sure she does. She said yes when she when I asked her to marry me, so maybe she doesn't. But was that the concussion talking? I mean, I I, I hope not, but I cannot verify. <laughs> Apple, Spotify, YouTube, uh, at the Sportswave official on Instagram.